together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give you glory. We bless your holy name. We thank you. We hallow your name, O oh God. In all the earth, we declare there is none like our God. None shall ever be compared to you. We give you praise. We worship you. Spirit of the living God, we ask that you take total control and total preeminence in this atmosphere. Come and be the Lord and the master of this assembly. Let the devil know that you are still in charge in the name of Jesus. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church of God shall shout amen. amen. Oh, I said shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. amen. Turn your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse 6 number 3 to 6. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verses number numbers 3 to 6. If you find it, say amen. amen. If you are looking for it, say wait for me. All right, I'm still waiting. Okay, have you found it now? Amen. If you are in Chronicles, you are in the wrong place. I said if you are in Chronicles, you are in the wrong place. It starts with a C. Don't front it. Look for it. It's towards the end of the Bible. All right. Bible says that for though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. Amen. We've been talking about, we started last week talking about the wonder working. In fact, the total, the, the, the bigger, broader topic is the weapons of our warfare. Somebody say the weapons of our warfare. Amen. And the Bible says that even though we are in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And then he goes on to say that the weapons that we have engaged with, or the weapons we are fighting with, they are not carnal, which means that they are not fleshy. Amen. But they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. They are not carnal, or they cannot easily be seen. But they are mighty. Somebody say, my, what, the weapons that I fight with, they can't easily be seen by the naked eye. But they are strong. Hallelujah. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The first thing that you would say in arguing would be that, what fight am I engaging? I'm not engaging in any fight. I am a nice Christian. I don't like trouble. Nobody bothers me. And I don't bother anybody. So what type of fight are we talking about? Come with me to Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. I want to show you something there. Revelation chapter 12, verse number 7 to 11. And I will introduce the first weapon that we are fighting with. The Bible says in chapter 12, verse 7, Revelation, and war broke out in heaven. Someone said there was war in heaven. Oh, I said there was war in heaven. Listen, if there was war in heaven, there will be war in your home. I said if there was war in heaven, there will be war in your bank accounts. If there was war in heaven, there will be war amongst your children. And I'm not hearing anybody say anything to me. I said, if there was war in heaven, there will be war at your workplace. Amen. And Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. And they did not prevail, nor was there found for them in heaven any longer a place. So the, the, the dragon was cast out. Somebody say the dragon was cast out. Where was he cast out to? To cast out means to throw away, isn't it? He, this, this is the picture. He was in heaven. And he caused trouble in heaven. He started a fight. 
and they fought against him and overcame him and cast him out. So, verse 9 says that, so the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world and was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. So he has come to the earth with his angels. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for or because the accuser of our brethren who accuses them, who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Somebody take the child, please. Has been cast down. Hallelujah. Next verse. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Somebody said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. Hallelujah. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives even unto death. So this is what the Bible is saying that when war broke out, Michael and his angels fought. Michael and his angels did not start the fight. But when the war broke out, what did they do? They fought. You see, when war broke, breaks out in your, in, your, in your finances, fight. When war breaks in your marriage, fight. When war breaks at home, fight. When war breaks at your workplace, what do you do? When war breaks in, at school, what do you do? You have to fight. This gentle Jesus, meek and mouth is not scriptural. Even in heaven, where God resides, Satan was able to cause confusion and fight. Which means that Satan is not afraid of your little home. Am I talking to somebody? He is not afraid of the little church you are, you, even the whole of heaven. With, I mean, can you imagine the 24 elders, the cherubims and the seraphims? I don't know where the Mokafri and Ayat Ephraim was there, but all those people, in spite of all of them, oh, let me preach some. I just thought of it and I just thought I'll say. But, but all of them fighting and yet, I, I mean, there, this, the, 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 the host of, of heaven in place, God himself sitting on his throne and yet Satan was able to go there to cause a fight. So as for fighting, fighting will come to your house. I said fighting will come to your, your finances. Fighting will come to every aspect of your life. Your wealth is not devoid of fights or war that Satan will bring. But the Bible says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Amen. The first weapon is the blood. The blood of Jesus. Somebody say the blood of Jesus. It's amazing how, you know, when some time ago, the church was always known for the songs around the blood. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on Calvary. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus, it washes white as snow. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that fruit that makes me 
What a snow, no other fountain I know. These days we don't sing, we become so sophisticated as a church. We sing different things, different blessings, different uh, uh, songs, prosperity songs, type of songs. And, 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 and it's, there is no wonder that the church has become weaker. Are you with me? It's all about how we have we have we have we have we have been victorious. How we have, the, the, uh, we have been blessed. God has blessed us, or what we need. Baba, we in your presence. We have come bless us. It's all blessing, blessing, blessing. Everything double, double blessing, blessing. Unfortunately, that has made the church weaker. I said that has made the church weaker. Because any man without weapons, no matter how strong you think you are, you are weak. I watched the movie. This man had a, a knife. And he went to the... Uh, uh, somebody said, I'm going to kill you. Because you killed my father, you killed my mother. As yes, he was talking plenty, the man just took a gun and shot him. I mean, what kind of nonsense? I mean, you come to a, a, a gunfight with a pen knife. Are you serious? <laughs> Let's get serious. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's like Christians, we are going to fight the devil and we are not taking the right weapons. We are taking blessings. We are taking blessings. We are taking God's, God's grace to go and fight. And fight that heaven of all places needed the blood. Am I talking to somebody? That, that blood was shed before the foundations of the world. Come with me to uh, Revelation 13. Are you learning something? I said the blood was shed before the foundations of the earth. Amen? Are you in Revelation? I think it's verse 8. Are you there? Okay, let's read it. I don't know why my Bible is not opening today. It says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose name are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundations of what? The world. Before the world was formed, the blood was in existence. It was waiting. Remember that it said that now salvation has come to heaven because the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. And if we had read the, the next verse, he would have said, woe to the earth. Because Satan has been cast down to the earth and he has come with great wrath. He has come with great wrath. First Peter says, 5, 4 says that he's walking, this is 5, 8 says that he's walking about to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He is very, very wild. Because he had been beaten and he doesn't want to be beaten. Again, am I talking to somebody? So he has grown very wild to defy anybody who, who comes in his way or who doesn't know what to do with the weapons they have. Am I talking to somebody? So the, the blood is our weapon that we use. It's not the only weapon, but it's one of the weapons we, we have as Christians. How can we use the blood as a weapon properly? What does the blood of Jesus do for us? Most of the time, we as Christians, we don't even know what we have. You know, anybody who is strong and doesn't know they are strong will be beaten by somebody who is weak and knows how to brag or how to talk their way. Have you seen boxing? Every boxing bout is won before they enter the ring. You know when they are weighing in? And they remove their trousers and everything, their boxer shorts. That's where they win the fight or lose the fight. Person come, the person is afraid. 
When a person comes, insulting your mother, your father, your grandfather, you're, they're afraid. That's where the fight is won or lost. So Satan, you see, he, he, the Bible says he uses trickery and wiles. He uses deceit, lies. You don't know me. I'll beat your mother, your father, your brother. Go and bring all of them. I'll beat all of them. There was a boxer in, in Africa somewhere. He said, I'll whip him. Go and bring your mother, I'll whip him. Go and bring your father, I'll whip him. Go and bring your auntie. My I'll whip him. Things like that will make you afraid. The Bible says in Revelation that they will see Satan. Who will say, is this the one that troubles the world? Ah! We thought it was some, some big, big world Goliath or something. No. But he knows how to talk. And he knows how to make us go through shadows. And in the shadow, everything looks big. It looks big. Am I talking to somebody? So we are talking about the blood. Someone say the blood. The blood will never lose its power. The blood is a weapon that Christians have. We, and, and, and last week I started talking about some of the things the blood does. The first thing we said was that the blood does what? It cleanses us. Somebody say the blood cleanses us. Oh, the blood is what? The cost of what? Our salvation. In Hebrews 9, the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for our sins, isn't it? Hebrews 9.12. 9.22, sorry. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for our sins. Amen. The wages of sin is what? Death. And all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Which means that all of us have been condemned. Amen. But the thing that buys our, our uh, pardon is the blood of Jesus. You know, you have been condemned to death because you have sinned. By law, you have to be put to death. And they take you to the condemned prison about to execute you. The only person that can pardon you in America is the president, isn't it? Isn't that true? When the president comes, because of what he stands for and what he has, he can say that this person, even though they are guilty, have bought their sentence and have set them free. And by law, because he has spoken... We have to release the person. It doesn't matter what they've done. So in spite of what we did as, as sinners, the Bible says that he bought our salvation. And everything that is, is buyable, everything that you need to purchase has a cost. Isn't that true? Anything that you can buy has a cost. Otherwise, you, you can't buy it. And the cost of our sin was what? His blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission, which means that without the shedding of blood, you cannot take salvation home. Without pounds, you cannot go to Tesco and take the goods from Tesco home. Isn't that true? Huh? If you go and take something from Tesco and you don't pay for it and you walk out, what happens? The police have to come in. Because you have gone to buy without paying for it. And it's called stealing. Even though you bought. How do you buy? Money on the right, goods on the left, we exchange. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? That is how, that is how Jesus went on the cross. And he purchased our Freedom. Next week, we are going to look at the seven places that he bled and what it did for us. Amen. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? The next thing we talked about was what? It cleanses us from what? All our sins. After he bought us, we were still sinful. We were still dirty. Just picture this. You are gone 
to kill or you, and police have chased you, you've fallen down and everything, they take you to condemn cells. They're about to kill you. And the president has come and he has pardoned you. You are released from prison, but yet you are not clean. Your state is still the same. Am I talking to somebody? You still have all the debt, all the guilt, all the weight on you. So his blood does the second thing, and that is to wash us, to purge us. In First John 1, the Bible says that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But, and we, we make him a liar. But if we confess our sins, verse 9, he is faithful and just to do what? To forgive us and to cleanse us from, to cleanse us means to wash us. Amen. And how many know that washing is voluntary? Isn't it true? Bathing, you can go into the bathroom and put water on you, but you still haven't. Are you, are, you, are you getting it? You need to wash with soap and sponge before you become clean. When David sinned and he was praying to God for forgiveness, he said, that paid me with his soap and I'll be clean. Wash me with the blood and I'll be clean. Amen. Amen. In, in Isaiah, the Bible says that, come let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. They be red as crimson, they shall be as wool. Amen. The blood washes us from our sins. Am I talking to somebody? The next thing the blood does, the blood gives us, listen, the, 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 how many know that the blood is very powerful? When Moses, when Moses, when Moses and Israel was in Egypt in bondage, and God said to Moses, go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. He said to Moses, I am going to give you various uh, plagues, isn't it? He started with water turning into uh, uh, blood. And then he sent boils, he sent diseased animals, he sent frogs, he sent uh, uh, lice, he sent hailstones, thunder, storm, fire. Uh, Pharaoh said, this sun is nothing. There, there was darkness for three days. Nobody could see even their nose for three days. And yet, Pharaoh's like, ah, but this is nothing. Then, God said to Moses, this is what you do. Let every man kill a lamb and take the blood and put it on their doorposts because I'm going to send the angel of death through the land. And anywhere the angel of death goes and sees the blood on the doorpost, he will pass over. But the house that he does not see blood, what he will do is that he will kill the firstborn. You see, what the reason why the angel of death was going to pass over was that when the angel of death sees death, uh, uh, blood on the doorstep, it has already it represents death. It means somebody has died in the house already. So you don't need to go there to kill again. Are you with me? Somebody say, somebody say this with me. Somebody has died already. In my house, somebody has died already. In my health, somebody has died already. In my finances, somebody has died already. So you don't need to visit me again. Satan doesn't need to visit me again. Hallelujah. That is the work of the blood. Am I talking to somebody? That is the work of the blood. It has, the price has already been purchased. Hallelujah. Amen. And see, now that we are clean, we have boldness to come to the presence of God. It's amazing how some of us as Christians, we come to the house of God, we come to the presence of God, and our guilt is still with us. 
Because we haven't understood what the work, the blood has done. I don't care how dirty you are or you were. When you go into the shower and you wash, if you wash very well, mind you. I don't know why you are laughing. Some people go to the washroom, but they don't wash very well. If you wash very well, you are clean. There's an old African saying. It's not preaching. It's not in the Bible. But there's an old African saying that says that a child that washes their hands very well can eat with the elders. Is it, is, is it, have I quoted it right? Yeah. It's not in the Bible, but it's true. Because you can relate it. I'll show you the Bible version of it in a minute. <laughs> but he says that when you wash very well, you are now bold enough to sit with the elders to eat. Psalm 24. Psalm 24. Come with me to Psalm 24. <sighs> Praise the name of the Lord. Psalm 24. Did I say Psalm 24? Okay, find it. Verse 10. Who sh- no, verse 9. Is it 9? 8. Go to 8. Let's start from. Who shall ascend unto. That was verse 10. Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands. It's verse 4, isn't it? Yeah. 24-4. Okay. He who has what? Clean hands and a pure heart. So the, the gate fee for going to the presence of God is what? Clean hands and what? A pure heart. And that is what the, 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 the blood has given us. So now we are bold enough. We are emboldened to go into the presence of God. Amen. We are bold enough to go into the presence of God. Am I talking to somebody? Because we have clean hands. To stand in the courts of our God. Amen. Let us now come boldly to the present throne of God. And to obtain what? Grace. And find help. In the times of our needs. Because we have been washed. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. So there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. To them that walk in the spirit and not according to the flesh. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. There is now no condemnation. Why? Because you are now, the blood has cleansed you and you are now clean before God. It is not by our righteousness least we should boast. For our righteousness are filthy as rags before him, isn't it? Yeah. But his righteousness covers us. Amen. I say his righteousness covers us. Amen. The Bible says that uh, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And all the, every tongue that shall rise against us, he will condemn. This is what? The heritage of the children of God. And their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. So our righteousness is not of ourselves, but it's of God. And that righteousness is what uh, that, uh, makes us, empowers us or gives us the boldness to go into the presence of God. Am I talking to somebody? And find help in our times of need. Amen. I'm trying to get somebody in this room to understand that your prayers are going straight to heaven because the blood has cleansed you. You see, the Bible said something. He said, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will do what? Free from you. So we have the power to resist Satan. But that power has a caveat. The caveat is to be submitted to God. Are you with me? 
And you see, to be submitted to God is not a process. You see, it's like, oh, oh, uh, by and by, I will submit. And when I finish submitting, then I can resist. No, it doesn't matter how sinful you are. When you ask God, forgive me, cleanse me, immediately you are under submission. And because you are under submission, you can resist the devil. And the devil has to flee. Am I talking to somebody? So don't say that, oh, I, 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 I've just done this bad thing. I've done this. So I, I cannot uh, resist Satan now. I have to go for confession. Go confess on the spot and resist him on the spot. And he has to. Am I talking to somebody? I'm not giving us a, a, a license to continue in sin. But I want you to understand that we have access. When Jesus died and said that it is finished, the, the veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the holy place was torn from top to bottom, giving you an access to the presence of God. Access that the, whole, the high priest had to use one whole year to go in. Now, because of the blood, we are cleansed. And we have full access to go as high priests to obtain mercy and find grace and help in the times of trouble. Amen. So I'm trying to encourage you, my brother and my sister, that have boldness in, the, in your prayers. When you pray, have boldness. Say to God, listen, the, 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 the prayers that we are praying is going straight to God. And God, he says that before you pray, I know what you're about to pray for. And when you pray, I'm already ahead of you, giving you answers. Amen. Ephesians 3, says 20 says, unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that is at work in us. Amen. He is able to do exceedingly above what we can ask or what we can imagine. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Or am I talking to somebody? Learn how to be bold in your prayers. Learn how to take authority over Satan and his works. Authority doesn't depend on power. There's a difference between power and authority. Should I show you the difference between power and authority? You see, it doesn't matter how young the person is. If they are in the police force, and you, this old, big, huge, uh, muscle man, you think you can use your weight to beat or, or intimidate this small police man. The policeman with authority will say, stop, park your car. Come and sit in the back of my car. You with all your muscles and with all your nomenclatures, you have to pack and go. What is he operating in? He's operating authority, not power. But if you fail and you think you are stronger than this man, so you are going to try and beat him, then he will go on the radio and then he will, he will say something over, something, something over, something, something, something over. That over, 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 by the time you realize the chopper is in the air. The, 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 the squat, uh, SWAT team have gathered. The, about eight or nine different cars have come. Now, it is no more authority. Now, power has come. Are you with me? Power has come. In the same way, you as a Christian, you are operating authority. If he doesn't know, and he tries to misbehave because he sees you as uh, then power comes. And the power is in the name of Jesus. Amen. I say power is in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four. Is it? So number one is what? Is the cost of our salvation. Number two. Number three, we gain boldness. Number four is, today my notes have all jumbled up. You know when Satan tries to, to play tricks with you, but he's lying. 
I, the note didn't write me. I wrote the notes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. We have victory or conquest in the blood. Amen. We have victory and conquest in the blood. Colossians 2.15 says that having disarmed the powers and authority, he made a public show of them, triumphing over them by the cross. 1 Corinthians 2.7 and 8 says that, but we speak of the wisdom of God in mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our victory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. We have victory. You know, we are more than conquerors. What makes us more than conquerors is that before the fight starts, we have already won. And we enforce the victory during the fight. Amen. The next one says that they overcame him by what? The blood of the lamb. We read it, isn't it? Uh, Revelation 12, 11. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives even unto death. We overcome by the blood. So anytime you are faced with a challenge that looks like it's trying to overcome you, apply the blood. Oh, I said apply the blood. Sometimes we as Christians, we don't know what the blood does. We use the blood to insult. Isn't it? The blood of Jesus should touch your face. Well, I don't understand that insult. No, the blood is for us, you see, to use, uh, to overcome Satan. Amen. Anytime, anytime you are struggling in an area, apply the blood. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Learn how to apply the blood. You know, learn how to, to take communion in difficult situations. We'll talk about it in the next, the next one we'll talk about is our covenant. The blood is also a covenant. Amen. Learn how to apply the blood in that situation. Learn how to take communion. Communion is not only once a month. It's not only when we take it in church. Learn to take communion at home. In a difficult situation, difficulty at work, take the communion at work. Amen. And enforce the victory that God has already given to you. Learn to take the blood, bless it, and smear the house. I remember when we first got married. I wish my wife wasn't here, but I'll say it. We first got married, you know, sometimes there'll be, you know, that type of fight that they have no sense. You don't know where this fight is coming from. Because it's like nothing has really happened, but there's fight. Uh, one day I waited, the person was asleep, then I took the communion. Lord Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus do something. <laughs> The blood work. <laughs> Let the blood do some, some difference. Hallelujah. Learn to apply the blood. No, uh, it sounds funny, but I used to do that even on my children when they are asleep. Apply the blood on them. Yeah. I go around my house with communion and I apply it. In every, every, every room. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. It is biblical, scriptural. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Because it's part of the weapons that we have as Christians. Today we have become so sophisticated. We don't use the blood anymore. It's like the blood is too gory. It's too... You remember what uh, Voltaire said? Voltaire said that what religion is this? Voltaire is a French philosopher. 
He said that what, and, and, and John Adam also said the same thing, the president, uh, John Adam of America, said, what religion is this that is so, so gory? Everything is about blood. Everything is, about, yes, that is what makes Christianity powerful. You see, even in, uh, what do you call it, African traditional religion, uh, is it traditional religion? With the, the, the fetishism and everything, they sacrifice blood. Blood of goats, blood of uh, even human beings, because blood releases power. Are you with me? The Bible says in Joshua. The Bible says in Joshua that there was this king who was uh, Israel was about to, uh, to attack. If Israel attacked the, 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 the place, and they were about to overcome the, the land, and the king took his firstborn and killed the firstborn. As soon as the, the king killed his own firstborn and spilled the blood. There was so much confusion, so much, you know, sacrilege that Israel just left the fight and went home. God was with Israel. God had given the land to Israel. But when the man who was resisting God and resisting Israel, the king, took his own child and sacrificed his child, immediately the fight ended there. God said, listen, to be continued, leave this fight. Because once you release blood, you release strength. Are you with me? I say once you release blood, you release strength. And you don't have to go and find a chicken's blood to release. You don't have to go and find a, a, you, you, a, what is it called? a goat's blood to release. No, you, the blood that is superior, that speaks better things than the blood or, or, or of Abel. That blood speaks. I said the blood speaks. The blood of Jesus speaks. And it has been, it's speaking up to today. He spoke before the world was created. He spoke throughout the, world, the, the creation. Until now, he's still speaking. I pray and I see the blood speaking for you. I said I see the blood of Jesus speaking for you. Learn to use the blood. The next one is that the blood is our covenant. The blood is for our covenant. How many know that a covenant is, is stronger than an agreement? Isn't it? A covenant is better than any, any uh, agreement that you have signed. Am I talking to somebody? In Matthew 26, 26, the Bible says that, and they were eating. Jesus took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them. He said, drink, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shared for many for the remission of sins. Hallelujah. I have made a covenant with you. I have made a covenant with you. And that covenant is stronger. One of the best uh, the, the, my, uh, uh, scriptures that I like is in Zechariah. It says that, and as for you also, by the blood, because of the blood of the Lamb, I have set your prisoners free. Are you with me? By the reason of the blood, I have set your prisoners free. To walk in the pit wherein there's no water. Find that scripture for me. I think it's nine. As for you, because of, by reason of the blood. Nine eleven, isn't it? Have you found it? Quickly. As for you, because of the blood of your covenant, I have set your prisoners Free from the pit wherein there's no water. Then he goes on verse 12. Now return to your stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare that I'll restore to you what? Double. Anything the enemy has stolen, I'll restore. By what? By reason of the blood. Because of the blood, I'm going to deliver you. I have a covenant with you. Because of the blood, you will not be a prisoner. I said, because of the blood, you will not be a prisoner. I didn't say it. God is saying it to you. Amen. Amen. The blood speaks. Let the blood speak. Someone say, let the blood speak. 
In my life, let the blood speak. In every area, in every aspect of my life, let the blood speak. Hallelujah. The blood will speak for you. Amen. I said the blood will speak for you. It reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. Oh, yes. The blood that gives me strength from death to death. It will never lose its power. Said that it reaches from the highest mountain down to the lowest valley. Everywhere the blood flows. It will never lose its power. The blood of a goat loses its power with time. The blood of a cow loses its power with time. The blood of anything will lose their power with time. But the blood of Jesus will never lose their, its power. Amen. That blood is still available. Remember last week I said to you, the blood is only available to those who believe in it. That's where the power is. If you don't believe in it, it's not available to you. Modern day Christians don't believe in the power of the blood anymore. We believe in other things, but not the power of the blood. That's why we don't apply the, the blood into our lives and our situation. But I see that changing in this church. I said, I see that changing in this church. Begin to apply the blood. Begin to appropriate the blood in your life. Hallelujah. Shall I, shall I, can I give you one more? Or oh, you're okay for today? All right. One more. I have a, a, a lot. But I'll give you one more. The blood has the power to change your character. I said the blood has the power to change your character. First Corinthians 6.20 Or do we not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost who is in you, whom you have from God and you and you are not your own for we have been bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. Hallelujah. Next verse. In 1 Corinthians 7, 23, it says that you are bought with a price and do not become slaves of what? Of men. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is the price paid by God for you. For you. So now that you have been bought, your body belongs to God. Your spirit belongs to God. And now you are not supposed to walk in the futility of your mind which is the way that the world works. But you are supposed to walk in the spirit. In Galatians, it says that walk in the spirit so that you don't fulfill the desires of the flesh. Then it goes on to list the flesh, the, the desires of the flesh, idolatry, witchcraft, all those type of things. But when you walk in the spirit, you will have joy, have patience, meekness. Amen. It's the spirit and the blood affects your character. Don't tell me you are, trans, you are a Christian, born again Christian, filled with the spirit of God if your character has not been affected. Through anointing, through spirituality, through power, it's not in tongues. It is not in prophecy. It is not in praying for people to spin around and fall from here to the door. That is not spirituality. That is why you look at certain people who call themselves prophets and certain people who call themselves this, whatever they call themselves. You know that what they are saying is very far from the anointed, real anointing. Because their character is wild. And the Bible says, by their fruit you shall know them. If their character has not been affected by the blood of Jesus, then that person is not born again. That person is using another spirit. If they are not meek, they are not gentle. They are not patient. They are not kind. 
against sight there is no law. If they don't have any of those things, the Spirit of God is not in them. Always fighting, always swearing, cursing people, using vulgar language. They are not born again. The Spirit, the blood of Jesus has not washed them. Because there is no way the blood will wash you and you still be in your filth. Am I talking to somebody? There is no way that the blood washes you, you will be clean. And when you are clean, your character will be clean. Am I talking to somebody? When you are operating witchcraft, I saw a, 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 a prophet have a long queue. People coming. He say, you, you will die. You, you will get married. You, your uh, brother will come and take you to uh, England. You, you have this. You, you have that. That's witchcraft. Because you are pronouncing something of your will on somebody. That is not the spirit of God. You have not been blood washed. Brothers and sisters, let's read the Bible. I said, let's read the Bible. So that we are not deceived. In Galatians, the Bible says, in the, in the last days, people will reject the, law, the, the word and they will hear for themselves uh, preachers who will preach what will tickle their minds, will tickle their, their ears. Your character has to be affected. Say, eh, 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 pray for me so that I win lotto numbers. You have forgotten that he that hastened to be rich has an evil eye and is without condemnation. You've forgotten that in the Bible. You've forgotten that. What happened to good work, hard work? What happened to using your mind that God gave you? What happened to using your strength? And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the power to create wealth. He gives you the power to think, the power to work, the power to plan, to have wealth. It is not lottery numbers. It is not uh, 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 pray for me so that I'll go and uh, uh, become the second wife of the rich man. Pray so I'll go and scam somebody and I'll collect all their money. No. The blood affects your character. Somebody said the blood affects my character. Look at your neighbor in the eye and tell them that your blood, the blood of Jesus must affect your character. Tell them I'm talking to you. Say from today your character must change. Oh, I said look at them and say your character must change. And then and after you have looked at them, look at yourself and say my character change of some character change for the better because you have been washed by the blood of Jesus rise to your feet and put the, your hands together